Hello, this is Faradice Productions. How can we help you today? Ed, we need your help. I haven't had a date in months. I need your help. Postgraduate life is hard. I do have a shout and issue. I'm still living with my parents. I haven't had an interview in months. All right then, let's do this. Now I'm an adult with Ed Farah. Yes, hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm so sorry for the long wait for episode two, but I've got an actual job now. Not the one I want influencing, but I'm a bit busy. So my bad, I'll be a bit better from now on. Coming up on the podcast today with this whole proper job thing, but to get up early in the mornings, I've realised there's a real gap in the market some inventive new alarm clocks. So I'll pitch that to you later. Plus the next step on my influencer journey to earning buckets of money through that. Plus, I've got a special guest on the podcast. It's my mum. It will be something. This podcast is strictly adult. Oh, yeah. <sighs> no, not in that way. Get your mind out of the gutter. Now I'm an adult with Ed Farrer. Yes, welcome to Now I'm an Adult, the podcast that stares down the worst of the adulting world and then immediately runs away. My name's Ed Farrer, and I am the guru to young adult life. I'll be giving you all the tips that you need to survive in this horrible, disgusting world that Generation Z are heading into. I've got all of the advice you could possibly need. I've actually got a job now, so I feel like quite a bit of an adult. I have to get up early, I have to walk to work, I do my shifts and I come home. I feel all adulty. It's very weird. I'm not completely used to it, but there we go. I'm currently working as a marketing and admin assistant at a talent management agency, which is really, really cool. If a little bit crazy, I did not expect myself to be working in talent management. That's all I'll say, but I'm really enjoying it, actually. It's not exactly what I want to do in the world but I'm still getting the opportunity to apply for all the jobs that I really really want and in my hunt for the job I really want and in all these job applications I'm coming up I think against the worst adversary that a young adult can face corporate bullshit it's awful and I was applying for this job the other day I thought I was absolutely perfect for it it would really uh, really benefit from my skill set, so I get to load, do loads of things that I love. And then I read the job description, and in the criteria for the ideal candidate, they said the ideal candidate will love deadlines. Who loves deadlines? I've never met one person in my life who loves deadlines. Seriously. People who love deadlines love taxes, although taxes you know, actually contributing to a society in a positive way, which deadlines are not. Um, I only ever missed two deadlines at university, but I unfortunately don't love them. So maybe not the job for me. It's it's a bit tough, but I did get to go to this amazing audition uh, last weekend. It was for BBC New Voices and basically you had to go into BBC Radio Solent, which is the local station for me, and tell a 60 second story. Uh, I told her about my sister and I got through the first round. So potentially there's options there. But at the moment, I'm just going to keep plugging away and try and find a job where I don't actually need to love deadlines because nobody loves deadlines. If you do actually love deadlines, I'd really love to <laughs> love you to get in touch because I genuinely can't think of anybody who could actually possibly like this kind of thing unless your kink is extreme pressure from an authoritative figure potentially but get in contact it's at the adult pod on twitter and you can email us if you really want to go old school at the adulting pod at gmail.com
Hi, my name's Edward Farrah, and in my brand new interview series, I'll be delving into the most challenging challenge that any of us will face, growing up. I'll be talking to some of the brightest and most convenient adult minds I can find, as we try and work out what it truly means to be an adult, psychologically, sociologically, mentally, historically, literally, consequentially, electroencephalographically, colonoscopy Ali. This is Div Interviews with me, Edward Farrer, coming soon on Now I'm an Adult. Retrospectively, Ali McCoysterly. A podcast so adult that Ben Dover has our picture up on his bedroom wall. <whistles> now I'm an Adult with Ed Farrer. Now I've got an actual job, it's really reinforced the idea to me that I'm not cut out for this life. I deserve something better, something easier, something more profitable. So I'm going to take extra dynamic forward steps to achieve what I really want to achieve. Becoming an Instagram influencer. Avocados. Hashtag ad. Help. Instagramming. Vibes. Use my discount code. Airpods. Why don't my parents love me? (laughs) Sponsored. Followers. Positivity. Let's go. So last time out on the podcast, we decided that I was going to become a food influencer and I was going to start talking about food, doing an Instagram stories about the recipes I was making, that kind of thing. So I'm going to put something to you, but before I do that, I need to start getting some hype on my Instagram. So I need to start getting some likes before I do this whole foodie foodie thing. So I am going to do a quick post. I went to... Vienna during Easter with my girlfriend, so that should be likeable. Just gonna find a couple of posts from that. Oh, here's a couple of cute ones. Um, there's in front of a couple of landmarks. Oh, yeah, there's some really nice ones here. I'm not gonna bore you with the details, but I'm just gonna choose, uh, let's say four. Okay, I'll find four pictures and I'm gonna put this on Instagram. Okay. Um, caption, 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 what's really basic and obvious and the kind of thing that Instagram, um, influencers put. Okay, right. Take me back dot, 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 hashtag Vienna, hashtag travel, hashtag holiday, hashtag influencing, hashtag now I'm an adult. Job done, right? I'll click send on that. Good. Okay. So that should drive up the likes until we really kick into this foodie Instagram thing. So uh, my girlfriend's coming down to Bournemouth next week and I really want to start with a little Instagram video about cooking for her. So I'm going to lay out some options to you about what I should make and uh, and then we can kind of decide I'm going to put a poll up on Twitter and then I will make that recipe for her and kind of do a big influencing thing about it. So I've got a couple of options. The first one is my famed Mocha Road. Now, you're probably thinking, Ed, what exactly is a mocha road? It is my own invention. It's Rocky Road, but flavoured with coffee. Now, I've made this a couple of times, and the result from the first time I made this is that my brother has not eaten anything I've made since I made the mocha road. That was eight years ago. 
So the Mocker Road had two distinct differences to my normal Rocky Road. One, obviously, it had coffee flavourings, and the second, I wanted it to kind of be a brown colour, so I mixed up um, some dark milk and white chocolate to kind of give it that kind of dark brown shade that I wanted for the coffee flavour. So that went really well, and it came out beautifully. Unfortunately, the coffee flavouring element got me into serious trouble. So I laid out all the ingredients, the normal stuff that I'd use for Rocky Road, marshmallows, biscuits, golden syrup, etc, etc. And I was kind of searching in the kitchen for some coffee flavouring. And I rummaged through the cupboard where we kept all the tea and coffee and I found some instant coffee. And I thought, perfect, this will absolutely do. The instant coffee granules, I'll just pour them in, it'll dissolve into the mix and you'll kind of get a nice spread of the coffee flavourings. Now in hindsight it would have been very very easy for me to make a cup of coffee and then pour it into the mix but I did not think of that and I just went ahead and poured some coffee granules in thinking they dissolve. Didn't think anything of it until I'd finished it all up, I'd stirred it in, it all got nice, it came out beautifully, it came out that perfect brown colour I wanted, I thought it looked great. So I brought it into the kitchen and my sister uh, wanted to have a first try of it because that was kind of her thing. She'd get the first try of anything I'd make. And she took one look at it and thought it was beautiful because it did look beautiful. So I cut her a piece. She took one bite into it and bit straight into an undissolved coffee granule. Now, apparently, undissolved coffee granule is not the nicest thing to taste in the world. As I found out, she spat it out and then refused to eat anything else from that or anything else I made for a significant period after that. I actually thought it wasn't that bad. If you didn't, if you kind of avoided biting straight into the coffee granule, I didn't think it was awful, but feedback did not suggest that. So it wasn't a resounding success. I did make a second batch with the actual cup of coffee idea and it tasted good, but I, I want to redeem myself for this Mocha Road. So it's definitely up there as the first option for me uh, in the, in this influencing video I'm going to do. The other options, well, I was thinking I was going to go down the flavoured Rocky Road thing, so I think it's a gold mine. So the other options you can vote for on the Twitter poll is a caramel Rocky Road, because I think that would taste incredible. I'm going to do a mint Rocky Road, because I love mint choc chip ice cream, and so should everyone else. It's brilliant. So I'm going to put that in everything. And then I am going to do, and this is going to be, I think this is going to be the most risky one I've ever done, a white chocolate and raspberry Rocky Road with infused raspberries and the kind of white chocolate being the main chocolate for the Rocky Road. I think that'd be really good, actually. So you can head over to our Twitter, it's at the Adult Pod, and you can vote on the Twitter poll, which will go live for 24 hours after this podcast is launched. So get voting, quickly. The podcast that turns up to its job interview in shorts and still gets the gig. Now I'm an adult with Ed Farrer. As you know, on this podcast, I think it's really, really important for me to share my vast adulting experience with you, the common people, so you can get that just that little bit better in your average everyday lives and you can get in contact with your questions for me to answer it's at the adult pod at twitter or if you want to email them in it's the pod at gmail.com get in contact and i'll answer your questions and you have done uh, over the last couple of weeks after the last few weeks over the last few weeks without an episode uh, and the first one again it's not specifically about adulting you know i'm happy to take on anything you send my way it comes from an olus buyer hello olus his email reads hello 
This is my second email without a reply. Desperately sorry, Olas, my busy man. I humbly ask if you are related to my client who died a couple of years ago in car accident here in country Turkey. There are a lot of words missing from that sentence and a lot of punctuation as well. Also, I'm not completely sure if there are any turkey farrers. Um, I wish to also inquire if it is possible to have different families with the same last name as yours by coincidence who do not share the same common roots. Oh my God. Punctuation, Olus. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure there are any turkey farrers. There are a few farrers in America and some Hampshire farrers that I'm not related to. So very, very possible. Kindly get back to me if your email is still valid to enable me give you the details of my message or make headway in search. Again, there are a serious amount of words missing there. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not completely sure if there are any farrers, so I might have to get back to you on that one. Uh, if you are related to my victim, there is a sizable, sizable inheritance that you could be entitled to. Wow, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is more like it. This could really help. Please send your bank details over to me if possible, including all of your credit card information and your sort code and your PIN, so I can ensure you are the right relative for this inheritance to go to. Regards, Olus Buyer. Well, I'm going to get right on that after the podcast. That sounds very profitable indeed. Uh, anyway, um, the first question that seems specifically related to actual adulting is from the lovely Sean Bolton. Thank you so much for getting in touch, Sean. This is her question. Hi, Ed. I'm going into my final year at university and I have no idea what I should do with my life. What should I do? Well, that is a huge question to ask me, Sean. That's a real doozy, isn't it? Not taking it easy. You're really going for the jugular. Right, well... There are a number of things that over the years I know people who really struggled with what they want to do at university have tried. I don't know if you remember, this might have been a thing at your school. I didn't actually do it because you had to pay for it. And I'm a cheapskate. But there was a thing where you do like a little online test that was created by this little company. And what you'd do is you'd fill in this full questionnaire with various different kind of inquiries into your life, what you like doing, what are your interests, what are your hobbies, what are your skills. And then after 50 or so questions filled in or whatever, it's quite comprehensive, it would come out with your ideal career. So maybe that's the kind of thing that you could do. There's loads of online tests. Um, this test in spe specifically was not particularly good. Um, my friend Matt Brown, who was in my science class in... Uh, a GCSE level lovely lovely guy really nice guy and he filled it all in and it came back with him as a midwife and I kid you not the only reasoning behind him being a midwife was because he wanted to work with his hands I feel that midwife is quite an important job you should probably have a few more skills than wanting to work with your hands but look look there you go we can't really be picky he also did not really fit midwife he did not scream midwife to me I actually haven't talked to him in a number of years. I haven't talked to him, I think, five years now. So actually, maybe he is a midwife. I'm going to check. I'm going to check. But yeah, these are the kind of tests that you could do. But I feel, Sean, that there is a calling that you probably have. I think everyone has a calling in a weird way. Um, you don't really need a test or ideas or a career service in my opinion, to work out what your true passions are. These true passions are the things that you know, after a long day, you want to do in your free time, you're driven towards them. And everyone has 
these little hobbies, these little passions, and you're just going to find your niche within it. Let's just say that you absolutely love writing. You'll write about anything you could possibly want. You love finding little stories. You love writing blog posts. There are so many ways you could kind of intertwine this with other passions as well. If you love writing about music, perfect. If you love film, you could write about film. There are so many options out there, and I think everyone has that passion. You've just got to work out how you can do that for the rest of your life. I mean, you don't even have to kind of go into this huge creative industry, but you don't really have to push yourself towards this creative industry. For example, if you're just if you're just the kind of person who loves helping people, maybe teaching or social services is for you. I think the main thing that you've got to do, Sean, is look at yourself in the mirror. Okay, that, that sounds a little bit creepy. You just got to look at yourself and think, what are my passions? What are my skills? What do I love doing? And try and find a way to apply those to the real world. And I promise you, it'll all fall into place. We all have problems, I think, trying to find out what our calling is in the world. My mum's... She won't like me, me telling you that. And she is she has been on the podcast today. So I've got to tread carefully. But she still says she doesn't know what she wants to do yet. And I was the same in a way going into university. I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. And still, I'm not completely sure what my calling is exactly. So I think you just got to give it time, concentrate on this final year and getting a good degree and then take a look at your passions and work out how to apply it into the real world. And I promise you, it will all fall into place. I feel really inspirational. That felt really inspirational. Should I be a motivational speaker? I'm thinking... I could be the Steve Harvey of the UK. The UK doesn't have a Steve Harvey, does it? I don't think there is a niche there. Okay, Sean, thank you, because asking that question has helped me find my calling. Now I'm an adult, the official podcast of Crying Yourself to Sleep. On Now I'm an Adult, I really want to get to the core of adulting issues, and obviously, you know, everyone has their flaws, and I'm not perfect, so I'm going to try and find some real adults to answer some adulting questions, and I found uh, the first one that I could, and it's my mum. Hi, mum. Hi, Ed. How appreciative are you of my new studio? Because if you don't know what the studio looks like, it is the spare room in the house, kind of with the duvet enclosing us and my very high-tech equipment. Is this the kind of thing you expected from glamorous podcasting? Well, absolutely, Edward. I think um, you know it's a very cold house, and in a couple of months' time, this will be the best place to be, your podcasting studio. Everyone will want to be a guest on it, because it'll be the only place that isn't freezing. No one ever calls me Edward. Oh, well, sorry. Other, no, I'm just saying, the only other person who calls me Edward is Grandma. Oh, maybe it's because I'm on your podcast, Edward. Maybe I'm calling Can you Edward please stop? Can you stop? This is, <laughs> this is really unnerving. Stop. Sorry, Ed. It's quite warm in here. I think it could be an excellent sauna. That's a useful thing, isn't it? Yeah, this is the key issue. This is why I, I do a short podcast. Because if I'm in here more than 10 minutes, I might suffocate. <laughs> Obviously, you have in the past, in your illustrious career, been a food writer and you're an incredibly good cook. And obviously a big issue with adulting for me is the fact that I can't cook and a lot of people, young adults, are on low budgets. What are your tips for low budget meals that are really easy to cook and taste wonderful? Slow cooker. Slow cooker, cheap cuts of meat, a few vegetables and some nice spices. Let the cooker do the work. Did I tell you that I tried that and gave me and my girlfriend food poisoning? No, Red, you didn't. I'm shocked to hear that. I'm going to teach you how to do it properly. I put that on for, it was on for seven hours. 
on the full setting, and yet somehow it didn't quite turn out as it should. This seems to be an excellent metaphor for your general life, wouldn't you say, <laughs> sweetie? Didn't quite turn out as it should. <laughs> Thank you, Mum. You've got three kids, mm-hmm. all of whom are kind of in this young adult stage. Mm-hmm. Even Holly, who's just turned 16, is going into her A-levels. What have you learned about being a young adult from being the mother of three kind of young adults? Well, it seems a bit more serious than it was when I was that age. It's quite hard work, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I look at Holly, if she doesn't turn to a lesson at school or anything, it tells you. There's a little app thing and it messages you. Yeah. I was never that when I was at school. Electronic registration and things like that. But and Patrick, when he was at um, college as well, it tells you whether they've turned up to lessons or not and things like that. Is it like a school-specific app or yeah, is it... Yeah, it's on my phone. It, go on, let's see. I'm really intrigued by this. Well, I kind of was. I loaded it up because the school said we should do and I try occasionally to do the things that parents are supposed to do. Um, but I have to be honest, I never looked at it because I just assume... Oh, look, see, it's even expired because I haven't signed in. Oh, right. So um, what does the app? what's the app function? Does it just kind of give you Holly's schedule and then kind of works out what exactly she should or should not be doing? Yeah, pretty much tells you what lessons she's got, whether she turned up to them or not, if she's been late, has she been in trouble, has she done anything she shouldn't, has she done anything good? Oh, here you go, it's working. It tells me, it's a bit creepy really doing this in your podcast, it tells me there's a drug awareness evening. Nice. Um, it tells me that there's a half term. Okay. Um, and it tells me if I click on her name, look, it shows me her attendance. And You know, when I was that age, nobody knew where you were. We didn't have mobile phones, schools or paper registers. Mm. It's a bit weird. Having people know where you are all the time and able to look at whether you went to school or not on the app, it's all a bit strange, isn't it? What's the one thing at 16 you thought you'd hate but you now love? Tidiness, but no, actually, I was always really tidy. Um, iron sheets, possibly. Okay. Didn't see the point in ironing them when I was 16. Neither did I, and you keep bugging me about it. Well, it's just nice to have iron sheets, isn't it? Mm. It's nice. Okay, I'm, I'm going to finish with this one because I feel this, this is quite important. What tip would you give to a 21-year-old now who's about to embark on their adulting journey from someone who has done some adulting and had success in it? Um, always have clean pants. And be prepared for the unexpected. Great wisdom. Thank you. That's it. You were, I think it's getting it's getting quite it's getting to the ten minute mark. I think we might suffocate in a minute. So thanks for joining me. Well, yeah. Also, you probably need to go and cook some dinner, don't I? Otherwise, there won't be any dinner. We had lovely roast beef earlier. Well, that yeah. filled me up. Oh, good. So you don't need any dinner. That was a death stare. Okay, I'm gonna go and make sure there's some dinner. That's a very adult and grown up thing to do. Cheers, mum. Love you. Thanks, sir. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Don't eat that. Okay, now I've got your attention. Let us know what recipes you want us to test out on the pod. Tweet us at the adult pod, and we'll get our aprons on. I talked earlier about the fact that I've just started my first ever full time job, and uh, the hardest thing about doing an actual adult job is waking up on time. Honestly, it's horrible. It's like having a a 9am lecture every single day. Just think about that. And even worse, I can't skip them. Otherwise, I'll be fired. So dragging myself out of bed can take some serious willpower. And my current alarm clocks don't exactly help. Let's take a listen to the current sounds. Uh, This one is called Radar. And this one is called Playtime. (laughs) 
They're pretty rubbish, aren't they? They never actually motivate me to get out of bed in the morning, so I think there is a space in the market for some inventive new alarm clocks for the young adult who's just gotten into full-time work. I've put some serious, serious thought into this and created a little business pitch that I'll want you to listen to to see if you'll invest in me. Struggling to wake up in time for the ridiculously early starts of 9 till 5 work? Normal, boring alarm tones failing to rouse you for the day ahead? Well, don't worry. Here at Ed Farrer's Alarm Factory, we produce an array of exciting new alarm tones to help the young adult out of bed and into work. For the music lover, we have curated a playlist of rotating tracks to serve as your alarm, all of them produced by celebrities you didn't actually know had made music. For example, did you know that Stanley Hudson from the US office collabed with NUM to create this banger? What a way to wake yourself up! But don't worry, we know variety is key to morning stimulation, so we've also included some deeply terrible tracks to force you to jump out of bed and turn off the alarm clock. Just like this one from Katie Price. How about if you have nothing to wake up for? Well, our new selection of alarm sounds will trick you into thinking that your life actually matters. Just have a listen to this one. Good morning, Julie, you radiated presence. It is such an honour to be the accompaniment to such a prolific and accomplished woman's morning. Sometimes I struggle to fathom what the world would be like without your magnetic charisma and unrivaled brilliance. I can't wait to see what you're going to achieve today. But don't worry, if you aren't the gullible type and just need the horror of the real world to come crashing down on you first thing in the morning, we've got you covered. How about this as the soundtrack to your sunrise? Adam? Get out of bed! Your family will starve if you don't keep earning enough money. You'll never be able to find a job you truly love if you don't get out of bed this instant. Get up or you'll die! So there you have it. Never again will you have to worry about struggling to wake up for your awful graduate job. All thanks to Ed Farrer's Alarm Factory. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. Now I'm an Adult will be back for another episode when you least expect it. Subscribe on all your favourite podcasting places so you never miss an upload. And follow us on Twitter, at TheAdultPod, for all your bonus adult entertainment. Bye!